it's recording. Recording into the cloud. Live from Berlin, Wuppertal and Barcelona. My name is Josa. I'm uh, the uh, artistic director of the Berlin Circus Festival. And welcome to the first Meet the Artist podcast. I'm Leah, I'm Yosa's sister. I'm the co-host of the podcast. And I live in Wuppertal and work as a singer. And I'm always working at the festival. Yeah, I'm basically a newbie to circus. So I'm going to ask the questions that people ask that have basically nothing to do with it <laughs> to understand how everything works. I'm Simon uh, Brennings. I'm uh, the co-founder of Collective Malunet, a French-Belgium circus collective um, that will, if everything goes well this winter, perform in a Berlin Circus Festival. And we're extremely looking forward to that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 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 we have been basically we've been trying for four years now i think to invite the collective malonaise to berlin and super excited to make it happen um yeah and this podcast is the first one so um the idea is basically to give the listeners and the public a um, little insight into the circus world basically a little jump down the rabbit hole into the <laughs> Um, weird and strange and fantastic world of circus and everything that's behind it. And our idea was to invite companies and or representatives of the companies, friends and artists to um, have a chat for like an hour and um, see what, um, what comes up. And we thought to invite Simon and we're super happy to have you here, to talk a little bit about the subject of the collective and your work. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe um, for people who are new to the circus subject and the circus world, um, maybe one of you can explain real quick what is the difference between a company and a collective? Or is there a difference or why a collective? Um, yeah, basically we are a, a company, a circus company, but we chose um, as the way of working to work as a collective, which means that, that the company is owned by uh, all artists, mm -hmm. um, administrative crew and technical crew. Um, And also our creations are made in this way. So there is, everybody can give his um, opinion at any moment, can uh, put a veto. Um, yeah, we, we basically really work super tight together to make this creation work. And, and for example, we never vote or we never take a decision alone. Um, we always discuss everything until everybody is comfortable with with the decisions. So there's no hierarchy. There's no boss. You decide everything together or as much as possible. And it's also not really a democratic structure. No, indeed. Or, we, there, there is no hierarchy. 
Um, so everybody's at the same level. There is also, it's not a democracy. It's also a small group. We're only 12 and soon 17. Um, so it's quite easy to come to a consensus, just talking, talking, talking. If we have to do this with 100 people, it would be a lot more um, complicated. Um, but the only thing we do is that everybody has his, um, how to say, his job in the company. For example, I'm, um, my job is to be the referent between technique and the technicians and the artists. And uh, some do the administration, others the communication, others do the convoy. And like this, we have um, many, many jobs like music and, and acrobatics. And um, so I take decisions together with the technical crew for the whole collective. So uh, the collective trusts me that I make a good decision that will suit everybody. And if I have questions, I will always go to the collective and ask them. But if I'm quite sure, like we are not all the time deciding everything together because this would be just meeting after meeting after meeting and that would yeah. be not be uh, very useful. But so, yeah, it's, there is no hierarchy, but everybody has this little job and people trust each other really like that everybody yeah, works well in this, in this uh, part, or how to say, of the company. Mm. I mean, for us, I think for uh, speaking for us in the organization of the festival, where we are basically a team of three people organizing the core and then inviting more and more people in to the festival to realize it basically in the end. And I think as well for Lea, when you say you're 17 people and that's quite the small group and it's easy to reach a consensus, that is very impressive, I think. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have 10 years of experience. So, I mean, it was never easy or something. It's, it was never easy or something like that, but now we managed to like working in small groups, like really to to create a function that works for us. And, and before we would sit all around the table and just talk for ages and not... Uh, really making that. progress. And, yeah, making progress. And now we came up like, oh, wait, it's not because we are a collective that we have to work every time at the same moment together, taking all the decisions together. No, we, we know each other so well that I can make a decision for some other people um, and they trust me that this decision will be the good one. And also, if it's not a good one, I mean, it's also okay. We we will afterwards adjust it or repair it or something like that. Like, yeah. Can you maybe just give a little overview? Because you said you work 10 years as a company. Like, how did you start? Um, so we, we started... Um, in the first year, um, but when we were studying in a service school in Akapa, in Tilburg, we were, after the first year, deciding to make something just to, to survive summer, to not be too bored and gain some money um, for the coming year. And this turned out suddenly very big and we were touring a lot and everybody liked the show. And so we, yeah, we were like trying to find a way um suddenly buying vans and and trapeze rigs and 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 touring and and making posters and websites and like many things that normally in school you don't have to do but we were doing them in our free time in the weekends we 
I was doing the manager of the of the company, like selling shows, making many mistakes, um, <laughs> having double bookings and stuff like that. Like really the worst, the worst period uh, of our company, I think. But it made that when we, um, four, uh, three years later, we came out of school, we had a, a professional manager who was um, preparing our tour. So we came out of school, we jumped in the van, and we were touring all through Europe um, for the next five months. And so we had no gap. Like the company was, we made all the mistakes already. And, and, and once we were out of school, we had a full running company, people working for us and stuff like that. So this was like the first part. And we were four by then. Then we decided to go a little step bigger. So in 2015, we bought a big top. Um, and trucks and caravans and we said like Woohoo, let's start this new story and we invited uh, four other artists which were friends of us and still are luckily uh, <laughs> and and we 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 basically turned down the whole structure of our company again by inviting more people and a big top and stuff like that so we had to reinvent the whole the whole work uh, functioning of our company, basically, like the, the creating part, but also the the running, the the van, like the administration, like it, it, everything became so much bigger. We were super lost, but then again, the show turned out good somehow, and we were touring like crazy, and this made us motivated for um, restructuring the whole company, like like it should be, and. Because we, it took a lot of our private energy, actually. And it really destroyed each of us. And also the, like, if you have so much work and so much decisions to make, like, it's really hard to, to work together. So we had a seminary um, and we decided to change everything, to add new people in the office, um, to have more administrators, uh, more technicians, um, and and we we find a way again uh, of working, but it brought us quite some emotional damage, let's say, because the project was so big. So, but then in the end, luckily the show worked, so we were motivated to like climb out of this uh, hole, let's say, and um, and we managed, and we we became again a strong family with um, strong office members and technicians. We decided to uh, create a new show, and we premiered it. Um, five months late due to Corona, but we premiered it uh, now in September, which we are super grateful for. Mm-hmm. And um, this show is based on the collective, really. So we we were there, like, what what went wrong in the past uh, eight years? Like, how can we do things different? So the topic of the new creation is the collective because we had so much trouble working together, and we destroyed ourselves emotionally in the last creation. So we absolutely didn't want to go back there. And so we said, like, let's let's um, go two weeks in a house somewhere lost in the middle of nowhere, um, and just talk and find and 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 talk about what happened before and how can we avoid that. And so we started to create um, exercises which puts the ego aside. Like for example, we had a whole big bowl where we can put all our crazy ideas in it for the new show. We mix them all and somebody, every day, we, we started the day like this, somebody goes, pick out an ID, has 10 seconds to read it and then has to sell this ID. But it's not his ID. It's, and like this, we, we could like um, 
let, for example, the ego aside because it's the idea of somebody else. And if, if people are there like, oh, it's not this crazy idea or stuff like that, like, it's okay. Like, it's not, you don't have to be confronted to a whole group who says no for your ideas. With these ideas, we created guidelines, let's say, to have improvisations once we were again in the, in the theater to work, to build the show. We had also ideas that we wanted to try. Um, for example, we wanted to make the audience part of our collective. We wanted to see like, how far can we bring this collective or this collective thinking. I have a question. Was Because you said that it was quite an important part of coming together in the house for two weeks and talking and basically doing group therapy <laughs> that uh, you had to put the, or everyone had to put the ego aside. Was that a problem before? And is that also a reason for the structure of the collective as it is now? So that nobody's ego has the ability basically, or the chance to pop up and, create problems or drama or whatever i i think it was quite a big a big part of the of the hard times you had in the first creation it was it was definitely the ego but not only it was also we had different visions of uh on all topics like we were seven we were friends but we never really worked together besides mm. the four originals of the company and that was also a very a very hard part so The show of the the new show is called We Agree to Disagree, <laughs> which basically is a collective because we don't need to think exactly the same. We don't need to believe the same things. We don't need to be convinced by the same people or stuff like that. No, we can still work together and we can have discussions about it. And like we don't have to let it aside, but we can really have different opinions and stuff like that and still work super good together, be super good friends and this and that. And also understanding this really changed changed our collective. We were not really fan of this name, but the message that this name brings is very strong and and made that the creation we, we made now with the collective, it was the easiest creation of my life, like <laughs> of our life. It was super cool. It was like only good vibes and accepting each other while the other one was really hard because yeah we didn't understand each other and, and we wanted to think the same as each other but it didn't work and and now here we accepted that this will not happen and that a collective doesn't mean that we have to be seven the same people this mm. doesn't exist and then yeah the the ego part we are seven super strong egos that's for sure um <laughs> So having this not bothering us too much is, is uh, but of course it pops up from time to time. Um, but I mean, then you probably have the others to keep you in check or everyone. Totally. And also now we, because we didn't change the crew um, between the last creation and this creation. So we know each other inside out. We know when this person is going to a, uh, to a crisis, we can bring it down. Um, if this person is getting lost, we can help him. If this one is getting tired, we jump in to, like, it, we, we see it on forehand before it, it gets uh, into a crisis and something like that. Mm -hmm. and, and this is something also very 
powerful and beautiful because we know each other so much. And this is something what we didn't manage before and now we can. So we didn't have one crisis, I think, maybe one. And it was like quite easy compared to the other uh, creation. <laughs> I think it sounds super beautiful. And it sounds basically like a like an ideal that we could imagine basically for society. Utopia. <laughs> Utopia, exactly. Um, to imagine this for our society. But um, I think it's this process of getting to know each other through years and years and having these method games, etc., to one, keep you in check, but also know how to respect each other and how to actually help and support each other. And I mean, you spend a lot of time in um, together, one working administratively, but also creating together. But you don't live together. No. Not only when we're on tour and creation, which sometimes is a month or, or two months or three months that we're really all the time together, but, but we decided not to live together. We also don't think, because many, many companies, uh, collectives in France, um, big top companies, um, Sorry. <laughs> they uh, really live together or in the same village and, and that. And this was also our idea, like we're a collective, so we have to live together. And then actually in the end, we don't have to, we don't have the same lives. We don't have the, the same friends. We don't have the same family. So why do we have to live together far away from everything what we like? So it's more expensive. That's for sure. All travel expenses, they're so high when, when we're 12, we have to meet with 12 people in one place, like, It's super expensive, but it's it's for the best of our own private life, let's, let's say. And I think that's very important because if your private life is okay, then you will be okay at work as well. Yeah, and also you can you can separate it a bit. You can basically leave your work in one place and then and then um, go back home basically and have it there or focus when you really arrive someplace. Everybody's 100% focused on this. Exactly. But this is our, our problem. We, we don't think we should only work when we're all together. And we don't manage to work at a distance. So this, for the moment, we still have to find solutions. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as everybody is at his place, mails are getting are piled up, unanswered. Um, People are very hard to reach. Um, so this is now the, okay, we are happy in our private life, but then still we have a company to run together. And luckily we have our administrators. They are full-time at the office, but we also need a lot of input of the artists and the technicians and, and everybody's on other projects and stuff like that. So we have to find a solution how that we can stay focused on the show. And because a show is not, writing itself only in residency you have to prepare it you have to research it you have to read you have to inform yourself and and yeah so we but this is now a point where now uh now that we are all good together let's say <laughs> um it's, it's another point that we see like how can we now work at distance and stuff like that it's the it's anyway because you were saying uh utopia it it is an utopia but it doesn't work so you continue have to put everything in question again find new solutions people are changing um, um so yeah it's, it's 
all the time just finding new solutions, basically. And I, I really like it. I, I really like it. But it's also nice when solutions can stay the same solution for like years. And then you don't have to <laughs> find new solutions every time again. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's, it's basically a process, or I can only imagine that reflects on every part of your life, right? If you have this, if you've made this experience of a group of people working together and then being emotionally wrenched, basically, and then coming together and being really open and talking about everything and especially the ego subject. Um, like once you, I think once you talk to people that know you so well and you worked with uh, already, once you can basically admit and everyone can admit that they have a big ego and you talk it out and you talk about it and it's not a taboo anymore. This is, so the, this is yeah, it's already a very good part. Yeah. And is it this way that it reflects on not only the work, but in your personal life too, that you can deal with certain things maybe differently or with yourself also? Yeah. To, to, well, I can only talk for me, of course, mm -hmm. because it's my private life. But, but for me, it's I'm all the time now questioning, like, are, aren't you too dominant there? Aren't you too... What is your ego telling you now? Like, shouldn't you think a bit more to see the view of the other person, uh, the point of view of the other person? Like, I'm all the time like this, which is a bit insecuring because you're all the time like, oh, I'm doing something wrong somehow. And while before I was more like, <laughs> um, just go super impulsive and stuff like that. Um, and now I'm I'm more trying to read what's happening around me, mm -hmm. and as I will do in a collective, um, and I think that's very good. Yeah. But yeah, it's a bit more like on on the tips of your toes going somewhere. Mm -hmm. While before I was just like, whatever, I will fix it afterwards if it breaks or something like that. So yeah, yeah, and totally, it 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 changes people of working so closely together and like really think about why is this going wrong? Why that? Having these uncomfortable conversations. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it's good. It's really good. And I'm happy to do it like this. And I hope in 20 years, I will be so much further than now with all these things. But because I'm, for me, it's really a search for the rest of my life. Which, mm. if you say it like this, is like, oh, fuck, that sounds super tiring. <laughs> Pathetic. But, <laughs> but it's, it's just the thing that we will have to do. So, and I think everybody in the whole world should do it. In some ways, we could maybe see also that, I guess, families are as well a collective or... Even if you don't decide to work as a collective, if you're like, we decided to be three now in the organization of the festival and it's still some part of a collective. It's as well the kind of decision of who is doing what kind of exercises and how do we come up to decisions is also as a, as a small, very small collective. Yeah, totally, totally. It can be run like a collective, but also can be run totally different because I am um, changing back to the family thing. It can be one very dominant person who runs the whole family and everybody follows, but it can also be like super, uh, yeah, super collective. And you talk even with the kids, like what's, 
that's going to happen. And I also think that it's going to happen with the families in our collective who are like arriving probably pretty soon as mm. we're all like over 30. <laughs> um, and this is a nice thing because mm. kids will have their work to say as well and they will grow up in this world of a collective. So I think you create a different type of people somehow. Yeah, definitely. But do you, maybe a question for both of you, um, do you think circus is a really good place to try and work like this? Um, I would say, it's a, I would say it's, a, it's a pretty good place because the one thing that is really inherent to circus is the tr mutual trust that you have to have towards other people about your physical activity. Basically, this is what you learn from the first steps that you take, that you are responsible and have to take care of the other one. That um, if you work not as a solo artist, um, then you really are there for the other ones and have to always watch out. And it's much more than only the um, discipline, but it's also around that, that it kind of reflects on that. So I think is in some ways inherent and also from history wise in circus were always circuses were always traveling as families and then later on as collectives. So I think it's quite rooted in the history as well. It's like yeah, it's like a sort of family somehow. Mm. Well, depends on which collective I guess, but <laughs> ideally <laughs> not not even ideally but for me it feels like this i also wanted to say like for me a, a a collective actually it because you were referring to the tree of uh the, the berlin circus festival but for me it can be a collective that runs a collective and for example if you see yourself as a little collective of three during the festival you can make Or, and I also think that it's like this, everybody has his job to do and his things to do and decides his things. And it's, for me, it's kind of collective, even though there is a, a smaller group um, guiding a bit more because they prepared it better. Everybody trusts these three persons collectively somehow. And we also work like this in our collective. We have like three of the artists who are like in the office um, all the time with the office, with the weekly office meetings, there are three artists, always the same. It's me, Juliet and Lola. And we each have, uh, like I'm for the technique, Juliet is for administration and Lola is for the communica um, communication and uh, management, like the selling the shows. And, and so it makes a group of six people with the, with the technician, uh, administrator and um, manager. It makes a group of six people who basically run the company um, even though every month we would do like a, a collective uh, meeting with everybody and this and that, but everybody trusts us that this this works and there is a communication and a going back and forth and like people can read. If they want to know what's, what has been said in these meetings, they can go on internet, everything is written down. Like So for me, it can be structured as a collective, like, Actually, you decide yourself what what's what your collective is like, and if for you your collective is like three persons on the top and then a whole crew around, for me it can be collective as well. Um, it just depends how you bring it. Like, it's you don't have to open a dictionary and read the word collective because that doesn't work. 
you have to decide for yourself which collective is possible and which not. Yeah. Somehow. What what would be because um because it's so open and so different what a collective could be, what would be for you the kind of smallest part where you would meet as a definition of what a collective does? I think there is just the the mutual respect between the people and the mutual trust, even more than respect is the trust uh, between all all um all members that every member will take at any any time the good decision for you and for the rest of the collective that if you're going bad if you cannot be there the collective will always try and find a solution that you can go away that you can do the things you really have to do in your life and so there is a, a big respect of private life and the feeling good of everybody at any moment even though sometimes it's really hard um, to see that or to feel that and it's really knowing the strong the strong points of every person and putting put them in advance and also know the bad points of every person and try to help people at that moment so i i don't know if it's really answering your question as you want it to be. But for me, this is what a collective is. It's just being there for each other and going together to an ultimate goal, not forgetting anybody on the road and accepting the bad points of everybody and also the good points. But so it's not so much about the, the structure, the, the um, yeah. working structure or the organization structure, It's more about how you work together. I, for me, it's that, that's what I try to explain. It's not about... You can structure it how you want, as long as everybody's happy with it and as everybody feels that it's collective mm, and so that nobody's left behind. Yeah, so everybody needs to be or feel seen and um, needs the, the chance, basically, to, to say something and... Exactly. And also that this, that this saying is considered. Mm -hmm. It's not just like you can say what you want and then afterwards, whatever, we will do still what we want to do. Mm -hmm. No, it's like every... And also for me, it's like the thing of no voting. Mm -hmm. For me, it's also important that, that there is not somebody who really doesn't want to do something and that he falls out of the boat because the six others they want or the 12 others, or I don't know. I'm a bit lost before many years sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you have one or two more of your methods or games of the of the creation times where you're working as a collective that you could share with us. Uh, wait, I have to think now. Um, ah, yeah. So lately we <laughs> we did a we did a nice game. Um, which was like we had to, we were looking for the new topics of our new show, of our new show. Um, and we did some talking and in smaller groups and we had to find all the topics we liked. We put them all on a big paper and then we had um, 20 topics and we had to um, screw them down to uh, six. 
and this will would, will be the six topics that will be in the next show, uh, Malinet show. Um, then we had to go in the room everywhere, everywhere, and um, we had to. If if you wanted to like talk about a topic, for example, um, um, eco responsible uh, touring, um, you start uh, arguing this topic, and if people like the idea, then they can come and join you in your uh, around you, and they can also argue with you. Like they can say like yes, and this also we could do like that, and and I, basically you have to convince the whole collective. Um, to come and stand around you. And sometimes it happened that everybody was there. So we were like eight standing in a group and just one was standing outside. And and uh, and we were like, ah, come on, this and that, and then, and that, and this, and did you think about this? <laughs> and like really um, um, getting excited. And then in the end he said, no. I'm going to change topic. And it started over a topic and we were like talking for 10 <laughs> minutes already to convince everybody. And then he, he gave another topic and then we started all over again. And, uh, and so this was a, was a nice, it was an exercise. We did it. It was, I thought it was for the real topics of our show. So I was really stressed. <laughs> 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 but I mean, it was the second day that we were sitting together, so it couldn't be like the real topics. But, uh, but it was a nice exercise just to argue, discuss and, and find solutions and, um, and uh, be all on the same page. Um, we, ha we have so many. <laughs> but <laughs> Maybe you should write a book. <laughs> Uh, we uh, basically it's not a book really but like it's every everything is on we have like folders and dossiers and stuff like that with everything we d documented everything quite well um because we said like ah might be useful for the next creation turns mm -hmm. out now we are really using it again so it's really nice and developing it um super exciting really if you would make a book or something i think a lot of people would be super interested in this yeah it might be I, I'm not, I don't think I would like to write a book that maybe somebody else in the collective wants. <laughs> yeah, but maybe, maybe for retirement. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something like that. A little quick question in between, maybe. Um, are you working in your, in your last creation and now in the new one? Are you working with the director? And are the directors then also part, equal part of the collective? Well, um, we for the for the last show we did um, as we were really questioning the collective, um, we wanted somebody who like basically yeah, joins the collective almost during the creations, um, and we found somebody uh, with, who will also be performing in the Berlin Circus Festival this winter, um, Bram Dobelare, and he played the game super well. He he arrived and he was directly part of our collective really thinking thinking with us at the same like really he also wrote the dossier stuff like it was a super nice work together and and but then still his job in the collective then was to basically cut our ideas this is too long tag this and like really rhythm the show kill our darlings he, he would never say like this is out but he would say like 
I would never do it. And then the trust part comes in as we really trust him. We would take his comments and we, we would use them. Yeah. So the other for the other show, it was different. It was more like a director. It was a outside eye, but then a bit more as a director. I don't know, like... It was different. And now this time I really felt that there was somebody part of the collective thinking at home, continue um, writing emails like, we have to work on this, we have to do this. Did you think about this? Um, So that was really nice, Uh, a very nice uh, encounter. Mm -hmm. And for the next show, um, we don't know yet. (laughs) But we most of the time, like we we write the show ourselves uh, with help of an outside eye. Mm. So it's not we we don't ask a director to direct us. Uh, we 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 would not be able to. <laughs> we are too ego. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. A collective ego. A collective ego. <laughs> no, I'm joking. That sounds really, really, really interesting, and especially I like that it's it's a process. Like it's not, it's never at a point where it stays like this, because as you said, like people change and circumstances change and like now is the best example for the global pandemic. (laughs) You have to think outside the box and everything and can't keep working like you would usually. And yeah, I think it's a really nice way of working, working with people, um, being creative and be or being able to to be your authentic self even with ego and everything and your insecurities and to be in a in a place where that's all okay but you have people who keep you in check <laughs> that's a good point, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> is there anything else you want to add simon that you haven't said yet that you feel like is important See you in Berlin this winter. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think basically this interview can be done every three years and it would be every three years totally different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering also to copy your idea, Leah, if there if there is like a last question. Maybe it's a bit cliche, but what is circus for you? Mm, circus for me. Circus for me is my is my life, is my passion, um, and it's my family. For me, is in many optics like super fulfilling because the training part I really like to evolve in in my skills, um, but also the performing part, the faces of the people, the applause. That, like I really like to share this with the audience. But also, I think the circus has something very um, how to say. Circus for me is very innocent. For me, this is a good way to surprise actually people who would never go to theater because it's too fancy or this and that. Many times we, we get people in our big top and they come really for animals or the clowns. And then we surprise them with, with topics about the place of the women in, in, in the world and, and stuff like that. And they really love it because we keep it very for everybody. Mm-hmm. very access- accessible for everybody so this is what I like in circus because we can really like surprise people with this they come for clowns they go out with like so much more <laughs> you go in expecting clowns you come out a feminist 
for example. <laughs> I mean, that's a good goal for a show, for a circus show. This is a bit our aim, try to put something more in it. Mm. And I mean, it's never like really moralizing. Yeah, I like to dance on the on the frontier of like, oh, it's possible for everybody and it's a bit too much for many people. Like for me, the most important thing is that to keep it like really for all audience. I don't want to make circus or art for the middle class, high white middle class, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not interested in that. Definitely good luck with, the change coming <laughs> <laughs> thanks and the new show and the current show thank yeah. you <laughs> everybody will be definitely able to see the old show second show of collective malone in the winter cool. <laughs> <laughs> i'm really looking forward really nice thanks so much Simon. thank you you were thank a very you. nice first guest thank you <laughs> <laughs> the Meet the Artist podcast is mastered by Elias Sander, music by Jordi Little, and special thanks to Flux FM. We are Josa Köbel and Lea Isabel Sander. Thank you for listening. Stay fly and hear you next week.